Well, good morning to this um, to you. Uh, this morning, I wanted to talk to you about rejoicing, uh, something that I feel like God's given me as a gift. So um, I, I hope that I, I summarize this for you pretty well. In the book of Philippians, Paul um, talks about rejoicing quite often, actually. So when he, in chapter four, tells them to rejoice in the Lord, they're probably rolling their eyes already saying, you've already said that in the last chapter. He told us to rejoice. And then he actually drives the point home by saying, again, I say, rejoice. So that's actually the third time in four chapters, Paul is giving an, an outright instruction to say, be well, thrive, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. Now, I think about some other scriptures that talks about rejoicing as well. First uh, Thessalonians 5, which, say, which says, um, rejoice always. And I think, wow, this, is, this really gets my, like, makes me scratch my head sometimes. Maybe for you as well. You think, like, how do I rejoice always? Um, and how do I rejoice um, in the way that Paul's encouraging me to? What does it mean to rejoice in the Lord? Well, I think firstly it means that joy is exclusive. Well, what do I mean by that? Joy is exclusive to it only being found in the Lord. I think we can find no other true, real, deep, lasting, meaningful joy outside of knowing Christ. So firstly, it's absolutely exclusive that the fountain of joy is only found in the well of Christ. And also um, that this joy is so exclusive that it helps us to see the correspondence between our necessities and the one who supplies every need. And actually, what ends up happening is if Christ alone is our exclusive source of joy, it means that there will be no more room for the aching of emptiness. There'll be no more seeking or saying that something is missing. No gnawing or unsatisfied longings. You won't be saying that something's missing. But there'll be a true blessedness almost that comes from having found that thing which we so deeply long for. It's only found in Christ. True joy is exclusively found in Jesus. So firstly, it's an exclusive joy. It's not found elsewhere. Secondly, this joy Paul talks about is a contagious joy. You see, a large portion of the Christian faith and Christian life um, and Christian joy comes from us seeing and experiencing the spreading of God's kingdom and the spreading of the gospel of Jesus. Um, Paul's actually rejoicing in this book because he talks about how he has seen their generosity, the Philippians' generosity. Um, he's rejoicing because he's heard um, about how the people there are blessed and that Christ is being preached. So he's hearing that everybody is, is doing well and he's hearing that the gospel's being preached and he's hearing that the, God's kingdom is being established. So it's a type of contagious joy. He's saying, he's saying he's rejoicing because he's hearing such good news and the gospel is preached. And so in turn, he's telling them to rejoice. So there's this beautiful, contagious joy that happens in the Christian life 
when we see the gospel preached and um, when it really is well with the souls of, his, of Jesus' disciples. So it's an exclusive joy. It's a contagious joy. And thirdly, um, it's a dutiful joy. This is an instruction from Paul. Often, I think we have to strike a blow metaphorically to our own bodies or our own desires or um, our own heart because our heart's deceptive, isn't it? So almost like lifting ourselves, our slumped selves out of the mire of misery um, and reminding ourselves to act in accordance with the truth of the word. Often we just have to pick ourselves up and align ourselves with the truth uh, of the gospel of Jesus, that there is much for us to rejoice about and actually to lift Christ up as a standard above all of our emotion or even all of the things that are happening to us and lift him up as greater than all things. So to act in accordance with the truth of where we have been placed in Christ, which is seated in heavenly places, and actually in acting in accordance with the truth of whose we have been made, which is we've been made children of the living God, and actually, and also um, that we have been bought at a price. That is why it is a dutiful joy, because um, we are aligning ourselves again, even striking a blow to our bodies and our emotions dutifully to the truth of the fact that we have been bought at a price we are redeemed and restored, made children of the living God and seated with Christ in heavenly places. So doesn't that make you want to rejoice? So it's an exclusive joy only found in Christ. It's a contagious joy when the kingdom is advancing. And it's a dutiful joy because, it's, um, because we have to remind ourselves of the truth of who we've, who we've been made, whose we are, and where we've been placed because of Christ. Now, this song I'm about to sing is called um, My Worth is Not in What I Own. Um, at, and in brackets, you could say At the Cross. It's actually a, a song by the Gettys, um, and it's really, really beautiful. And it talks just about that our rejoicing will only be in the cross and that our worth is only found at the foot of the cross. Greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. 
trust in him no other My soul is satisfied in him alone As summer flowers we fade and die Fame, youth and beauty hurry by but life eternal calls to us at the cross. I will not boast in wealth or might, or human wisdom's fleeting light, but I will boast in in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul, and I will trust in Him no other, my soul is satisfied in Him alone, and I rejoice in my In him no other, my soul is satisfied in him alone. Two wonders here that I confess my worth and my unworthiness, my value. My ransom paid at the cross. And I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. And I will trust in Him, no other. My soul is Father, thank you that in you we have found our heart's treasure and our heart's longing. Father, thank you that because we know you, that we are rid of all the emptiness and longings of the world and we can be wholeheartedly satisfied in you alone because of what you've done for us on the cross. So Jesus, we rejoice in you. We dutifully rejoice and we hope that our rejoicing is contagious to those around us. And that we acknowledge, Lord, that our hope and our joy can only be found in you. In Jesus' perfect and beautiful name we pray. Amen.